Hi, this is Bill Corbett, author of the book Love, Limits, and Lessons. Thanks for downloading and listening to this podcast titled Eight Tips for Happier Holidays with Kids. It's part one of an interview I did with Karen and Ken, the hosts of the show Community Connections on WAPJ Talk Radio out of Torrington, Connecticut. They asked me for some advice that I could pass on to parents on how to enjoy the holidays more with kids. I've broken the interview down into three parts. Each one lasts about 15 minutes in duration, and you're about to hear part one. In it, I share the first of the eight tips with my show host. But first, Karen asks me for my opinion on the aspect of all children on a sports team getting a trophy. Listen in now as I give her my thoughts on this issue, and then we get into the first of eight tips for a happier holiday with kids. Um, so tonight we have with us a very important guest, um, and he is a great television host. Bill Corbett is joining us this uh, evening, and he is the host of The Parenting Show. And he, I was um, very fortunate to be a guest on his show a couple weeks back, um, but he is like an expert on children. And Bill, thank you for joining us. Yeah, I'm glad to be here. Thank you very much, because you made quite the trek from the other end of the state of Connecticut, so it was quite the trek for you. And uh, but we're glad that you're here. So uh, talk to us a little bit about the upcoming holidays and children and things. And what's the topic you're going to discuss this evening? Well, I've got some tips for uh, happier holidays with kids. You know, when when we've got kids, it can be really stressful. Yes. And there's a, there's a few things that go on in families. And I figured now's a good time because we're about to get started with the holidays with Thanksgiving and then into Christmas. So we can always use some reminders uh, about effectively raising kids and you know, kind of conducting family business. So. Absolutely. All right. Well, before we get into that, I want you to tell our listening audience out there um, a little bit about your show, um, how you got started in this. And, you know, because the, the show is fantastic. I, I got the tape of it the other day. Um, and it's it's amazing, the guests that you have on, but the way that you have parenting tips. And how did you get involved in this? Well, I'm a parent educator. I'm an author and I'm a national speaker, but I live here in Connecticut. So I like to do a lot of uh, extra work for families in Connecticut. And I do a lot of parent workshops. I write uh, a syndicated column. And one day I was driving by the, the public access station. I said, wow, you know, I could, I can, you know, multiply my influence with sure. families by being on television. So I, I stopped in and, and, and found out what it would take to start a show. Yeah. Pulled together a crew of about 12 to 15 uh, interns, college interns, mm-hmm. and began to write uh, the scripts and the topics and then look for guests. And so once a month we put on the show. And it airs in about 40 to 50% of communities in Connecticut, but we're also international. Mm-hmm. And we're across the U.S. And, and various communities that want to look for extra content to run on their station absolutely and i I, um, we're about to get something done locally here with your show as well you and i discussed this um previously which is in the works so um hopefully very soon i'm going to hope and have fingers crossed that after the holidays we'll be getting you here at our local um you know stations and get that rolling here because the the content is excellent for Mm -hmm. for kid um kids for parents out there that have children whether it's young children older children or whatever it's it's an excellent show and that it's a wealth of information that you give them so tell us now um like i said so you got into the tv show and stuff like that where did you begin your your, your journey with this that focusing in on children my own kids your own kids. My, my raising my own children as a very busy dad working a lot of hours in a, in a, a corporate job mm-hmm. and i realized how important 
my kids were and how much how much my employer was forcing my job to be more important so i had to mm-hmm. begin to balance it out which require which 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 brings us to the challenge of parenting today if you've only got so much time to use with your kids then you got to make sure that what you're doing is effective you can't be doing knuckleheaded stuff right. when you only have a couple hours a day with your kids so you got to do what really counts what really matters so that we can raise high self-esteem cooperative kids so that they are participating Participating in the family now, but they're going to go on to do some great stuff in the future because we got a messed up world we're leaving them. Well, you know, I mean, it's it's funny that you say that because I so uh, th- that's the same reason I went into my profession is the same thing. My kids, etiquette, the kids, people, you know, just the society today is lacking. Blah blah blah. Same exact reason. I think that's why you and I connect so well. But what I want to I've wanted to ask you, and that even when the the conversations we had via email and at the TV show. You know, one thing that really, really bothers me is that um, society as a whole, uh, things have changed since you and I were kids. Um, You know, there were things like you had tryouts and you had things, and not everybody made the team. Not everybody made the thing. Nowadays, I seem to find, and I've always wanted to hear your take on this, and you know, you find that everybody gets a trophy. Everybody makes the team. Everybody, they don't like to leave anybody out. What are your thoughts on that and how, how that is for children? I mean, to me, I don't feel that's preparing the kids for the real world, for the, you know, the real world of, you know, disappointments and, geez, you didn't get the job and you didn't, you know what I mean? What's, what's your take on that? No, I don't support it at all. You because, don't? No, I don't because it, it sets our kids up for the whole thing of entitlement. Where's my piece of this? That's and so what I try to encourage parents to do is you got to stop the comparison. For example, um, in some families, they still use godparents, yes. right? Each child gets a different godparent. Mm-hmm. And so what we happen is one child who has a different or maybe a, a well-off godparent takes some places and brings them gifts the other kids don't have godparents that are quite that that well-off and so when the one child's godparent brings them a great gift and the others are like hey where's mine and the yeah. parents have to go out and make everything fair i'm telling parents the world isn't fair yes so we got to stop treating kids like so one of the things with with the problems with giving every child a trophy fine i understand what they're trying to do but what that does is we have to instead focus each child on their uniqueness yes so fine they did not get a trophy in this but what are they good at and we've got to get them to stop comparing themselves to others and look at society you know the the joneses what do we do as adults we keep up with the joneses Joneses, yeah yeah. (laughs) and we've got to teach our kids they don't have to live their life according to the kardashians or you know (laughs) and stop comparing themselves and look at themselves as unique beings unique creatures that are on their own track that's that's true i just that always bothered me and i always i don't know it just especially with kids i just don't buy into the premise of everybody should get everybody's equal and like that you're not teaching and you know i i get the hurt feelings thing i get you know of course i don't want to see my child not with the trophy or not get the award okay but that's the way it is in life and i and not you know, that I want to set them up for failure, but a short example was my son came home nine. He wanted to run for student council. So he comes home and he was all excited the first day. I want to run for student council. He's in fourth grade. And I'm thinking, okay, I mean, it shouldn't be that involved. It's fourth grade, you know, whatever. And um, 
Great. Well, the next day he comes home. This is the first day. The second day he comes home and he says, well, I found out that, you know, Susie Q and this one and Johnny and this one are all running. I'm not running. I go, well, what do you mean you're not running? I don't want to run. They're going to win. Their parent, One of their parents works for the school. The other one, this. He was already, like, defeated. So I said to him, listen to me. I said, you know what? If you want this and you want to do this and you're really into it, let's work on it together. Let's make it a family project. We'll help. We'll do some posters. We, we sat down, did some ideas. I said... I don't know, I don't know. The next day he comes home, he's like, still, I don't know. I, you know, And I kind of pushed him. I said, you know what? You need to do this for yourself, I said, and put the effort in. So the next couple of days, I think we had a week. Yeah, about a week. We did things. Ken mm-hmm. and I sat down and we did posters with him. And we did the bulk of the work and he did all that. But we talked about it. We did a little speech. He wrote, I, I typed it up for him and everything. And he did it. And he ran. And he was all proud and happy. He went to school that day. He came home. He didn't win. And you know what? I was almost glad in, in half a sense that he didn't, that it kind of taught him a lesson that, you know what, you don't get everything that you want, but you know what, you did do a great job and, you know, congratulated him on that and, you know, off and he was okay with it. But it was, it, he, I th- at first I thought he was going to come home and be like, oh my God, you know what I mean? On the floor screaming, moaning, but he wasn't. And, you know, I think he learned a, a, a valuable lesson from that. I really do. And I think that was something that a lot of parents like don't instill in their kids because the you know a lot of times you hear the parents well you know what he just won because you know his parents were this or the, you know and they make excuses for why these things happened and we kind of just sat him down and say you know it's okay you know what maybe next time maybe next year you know what i mean and i just think that society today is more in this competitive and you know my kid is the best and you know he and this and that and i just i don't buy into that well some of it's you know the mentality of the helicopter parents today which is on the increase helicopter parents and if people aren't sure what they are the parents are constantly swooping in and taking care of everything yes. doing everything for their children and it's so important that you got to let your kids fail you got to let yes. because every failure was meant to happen so that we can learn from it. Yes. And that's how we grow. But the problem is each of us, especially parents, each of us was only made so big, enough to take on our own burdens. Yes. And what happens is if you take on someone else's burden, you weaken them yes. and you overburden yourself. Yeah. Oh, and you get stressed. You know, absolutely. And, you know, I just, I mean, I could go on and on and on. I shouldn't be, you know, listing all of these things. But I, I, I wanted to kind of get your opinion on that in that, you know, I think I did the right thing with him saying, you know, you've got to encourage your kids. And you know what? I don't know whether he had a better chance or he did. I don't know who won or whatever. I, I mean, when he came home, I didn't ask for names. You know, I wasn't taking a list. But I, you know, I just said, okay, whatever. And you know what? We'll try it next year if you want. And, and we moved on. And it wasn't a huge, huge thing. Of course he was let down. But you know what? We it showed him that you know what you still do the right thing. You went, you you prepared hard, you did, and you know what? It just didn't work out that time, and it's okay. Life is okay. We're not all going to yeah. fall on the ground, and you know. So I'm glad that we brought that up. So now you are going to talk to us a little bit about um, before we go to the break. We've got a good 13 minutes, I believe, before we go to break. But um, we're going to talk a little bit about the holidays. So talk to us on how we can make them a little more stress-free with children. Well, one of the things uh, we have to understand is my methodology. Every parent parenting expert out there does not believe in the same things, and I don't support probably a good 60 to 70% of them. Mm-hmm. My, ment- my methodology is we have to take what was good about 
us being raised in the autocratic world. There's a lot of good strengths. There's structure. There's respect. And then we have to bring in um, the the new age way of raising kids, which is giving them more power, giving them transferring more, and you to create a blend of those. So my belief is creating that blend to be the driver on how you raise your kids. So I came up with eight things, eight tips for creating happier holidays with our kids. And the first one is really kind of drives the blood pressure up with parents and that's when <laughs> all the places you have to go visit other houses oh, and when yes. your children act out and misbehave and, and so the the tip for parents is before you go to that house sit down with your child and go over some basic structure rules like our parents probably would have or they should have and, and you set things and up and did. say yeah <laughs> here's here's the deal um this is what i expect of you and if any of the following things occur, there's going to be a consequence tied to it. And the consequence is we're going home. Now, that means there's no punishment because that's, that's one thing of the old autocratic parenting I don't support. Mm-hmm. The, the consequence, it means if your child does this or chooses to do this, this is going to happen. Right. And that means the night is over. And a lot of parents say, oh, that's not fair to us. We didn't do anything. And I said, yeah, well, you chose to have children. And that's the risk you accept. See, I think (laughs) nowadays a lot of the parents don't take responsibility for the fact that they're parents. And you said it right there. I mean, they don't. And it's not, like you said, they're, they're looking at it from the standpoint of, it's not fair to me. Well, life isn't fair. And you know what? You're absolutely right. Tell us more. This is awesome. Well, it's, it's, you know, it's, like, it's like restaurants. We bring our kids to restaurants. Oh, God. And, I, you know, I don't know about uh, your kids, but I remember my granddaughter was the worst. She would, like, at our table, be leaning through the planter that separates the, the tables, <laughs> yeah. and she would be leaning through the plants talking to the people next to us, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah, And, and uh, they don't get that. So I tell parents, restaurants, churches... Uh, grocery stores were not meant or were not created for children. So, like, if you're angry because you can't go out to eat because you got little kids, you know what? You got two choices get a sitter or wait till they're 18. Absolutely. You know? <laughs> and so, you, you got to own some responsibility here and stop feeling like your kids cheated you out of stuff. You chose to accept that risk. So, when you go over someone's house, Here's the rules, and if you violate them, we're out of there. And yeah. when and when you say when it's time to go because they violate it because they're misbehaving, you just get your coats and leave. You don't talk to them. You don't get angry at the child, even though you're going to be mad. <laughs> Do not punish the child. Just go home because that becomes a huge learning opportunity. Kids realize, oh, my gosh. You said what you said you were going to do. You did it. You followed. Uh, that's well, what right. happens if you get some kids are like, not too loudly, but quietly. Yes, we got our way. The only children that'll do that is a is a family where the parent has been discouraging their children severely, and it, it, the child uses it as revenge. Yes, and then you can't stop that. Those kids are going to get revenge one way or another. Right. But if you've been at least a halfway decent parent. Having to leave is not going to be okay for the kids. Well, you know, sometimes I think, and I know what you're referring to, I I, I know exactly what he's thinking. And I don't think that in that same context it's said to you because he actually means, yeah, I'm glad we left. Because we've done that a couple times in his son. And I know that's not where he's coming from. He's coming from just to razz you. Mm. I, 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 I yeah. could see, because a couple times, I, I think we were at I, with the Applebee's 
or whatever that oh, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, his son was getting, you know, this and that. Well, we're going to leave. Well, good, because I don't want to be here anyway. And, you know, to say that to him, and I'm saying to myself, you know, I, he was just saying that to be spiteful. He really didn't mean that. So, you know what I mean? I, I know what you're yeah. saying, and it's not. Yeah, and that's a different level. Exactly. You know, because, it's not, yeah. You know what? It's unfair. We drag our kids by their ears to whatever we want to go to, whatever yeah. we, we have to do. And if a child doesn't want to go, they're human. Yeah. So we have to forgive them. We have to forgive ourselves. And you know what? Just get a sitter next time and do it differently. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You've been listening to part one of a 45-minute interview I did on WAPJ Talk Radio. If you would like more help with discipline and parenting, please visit my website, www.cooperativekids.com. Making the world a better place to live begins by helping our kids find their purpose. All information on this recording is the property of Bill Corbett and Cooperative Kids. Copyright 2012, Cooperative Kids Publishing.